and welcome to another episode of The Good Night Show with me, Daniel Van Kirk. It is Tuesday, May 26th, around 12 a.m. Rochelle, Illinois time, and I am glad that you are here. Let's welcome to the show our producer. Good night, Noah Eberhart. How are you, my man? Good night, Dan. I'm doing all right. Good, dude. Good. Um, we have got to get you your gift. So let's, oh, yeah. make, we should make plans. Do not to do it on air, but I, I, I'm going to keep reminding myself until we uh, get this uh, mission accomplished. Going to do it. Okay, good. Um, what do I want to tell people about before we get into this show? Well, it's Tuesday. So we look uh, back at pop culture history. Maybe it's sports, maybe it's movies, maybe it's music, just things that enter into the culture of uh, popular culture of uh, our country and maybe sometimes the world as a whole. And so we will look at all those things. Before we do, you can always become a part of the show by calling 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. Or you can email me at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. Send me your positive stories, your sex and relationship advice questions, or recommendations for things to read, watch, or just be entertained by in general. Again, that's 609-644-4855 or thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. Dot com. Text me. E- leave me a voicemail. Email me. Also, you could see me. When do you ask? I'll tell you. This Friday, the 29th, you've heard me promote it a few times. I'm going to keep doing it because one, I want you to be there. Two, I want to raise a lot of money for a good cause. And three, it's important. Uh, Sean Harrington is a man that uh, we first saw as a, as a kid. He's in the documentary Hoop Dreams. He went on to play basketball, uh, at, I believe, in New Mexico. And then he returned to Chicago and gave back to Marshall, his high school, and his community by coaching kids and being a uh, being a role model and a mentor to so many youth in Chicago. He was paralyzed while shielding his daughter from gunfire in uh, as they were mistaken for someone else by a gang on, as he was driving her to school. And since then, he has still tr- continued to try and get back. But one of his big hurdles in life is that his home is not ADA accessible. And it means that there are many times where he doesn't leave his home for days and sits inside alone uh, while his family mem- his family members work very hard to keep the lights on and make ends meet. So this show is to raise money to make his home ADA accessible. It's this Friday, the 29th, 8 o'clock Central Time, and you can get a ticket by going to the Eventbrite link that is in the bio on my Instagram and Twitter page, at Daniel Van Kirk. You can also learn more about the event by looking back through my social media that's been posting for the past four or five days. And learn as much as you want to. Here's the best part. The ticket that you can get is whatever money you can donate. There is uh, not a minimum as far as I know. So whether you have a couple of dollars and you uh, can spare it, or maybe you have a little bit more to give and you want to know that it's going to a great cause, you can help out Sean Harrington. Just go to at Daniel Van Kirk, click on that link in my bio or read up on it in the posts that I have recently put out there. I think that stuff on Instagram is saved to like the moments area, whatever it is. When you go to someone's specific profile, you can click on stories that have, I guess, been saved. And I will have or do have some up there as well. But I hope to see you on the 29th. All right, let's get into this week, Noah. It is this week in pop culture history, starting on May 25th. 
on this uh, on this date on May 25th or a couple of days ago I should say Jesse Owens ties or breaks five world records in 45 minutes which might be a record in itself right probably not I bet there's some be. goofball who like got like the watermelon eating and like brick chopping like he tried to get like weird world records in a short amount of time to get the world record for holding the most world records and you know what i mean yeah. um, but back to jesse owens who's who uh did it the old-fashioned way just by being a ba while owens won four gold medals in seven days maybe that's a world record probably not because the olympics you know they tend to run close together um uh, he won uh, four gold medals in seven days at the Berlin 1936 Olympic Games, a truly momentous feat achieved uh, in the face of genuine adversity. Owen's efforts in Ann Arbor, Michigan on May 25th, 1935 at the Big Ten Championships stand alone in all sport. So this is not just about um, what he did in the Olympics, which is amazing. I bet we'll talk about that as we get more into the summer months when when those uh, anniversaries start to come up. But this is just about him breaking these world records in 45 minutes. Five days before the Big Ten Championships, one of the leading annual USA intercollegiate athletics comp- uh, competitions, 21-year-old Owens fell down the stairs of his dormitory at Ohio State University. A, a badly bruised lower back made him an immediate doubt for the upcoming meet. Flash forward to 3.15 p.m., the 100-yard dash. Having been unable to warm up or stretch, he went. He ran the 100 in 9.4 sequent, seconds. I can speak sometimes, friends. Equaling the world record, later saying his pain disappeared as if by miracle as soon as he took his mark. Or adrenaline. 3.25 p.m. So this is a rundown of the world records he broke in 45 minutes. So to recap, to get you started, at 3.15, he did the 100-yard dash, broke the world record, doing it in 9.4 seconds. At 3.25 p.m., he did the long jump. He packed uh, His pack schedule meant that he would only have time for one attempt at the long jump instead of the usual three attempts. At 8.13 meters, he became the first man to breach the 8-meter barrier, breaking the world record by 15 centimeters. This record stood for 25 years. Then, nine minutes later, at 3.34 p.m., he did the 220-yard dash, and up until the 1960s, official times for the 200-meter dash would be uh, would also be taking during the 220-yard dash. He finished that in 20.3 seconds, smashed both world records at once. So then, at 4 o'clock, <laughs> at the 220-yard low hurdles... Just like the last race, he had the chance to break two world records at once, and he did, completing the hurdles in 23 seconds, almost five meters ahead of the second-place finisher, which has to be demoralizing. Some skilled athletes have combined sprinting with long jump, but almost no athlete has been a sprinter, jumper, and hurdler. Jesse Owens was record-breaking in all three. Guess what else is on May 25th? Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope was released in 1977, inspired by films like Flash Gordon series and the samurai films of Akira Kurosawa, as well as such critical works as Joseph Campbell's The Hero with A Thousand Faces and Frank Herbert's Dune books, George Lucas began work on Star Wars in 1974. Groundbreaking in its use of special effects, this is considered to be among the most influential films of all time. Produced with a budget of around $11 million and released on May 25th, 1977, 
The film became one of the most commercially successful of all time, earning $215 million in the United States and $337 million overseas during its original theatrical release, as well as winning several film awards, including 10 Academy Award nominations. The film is selected to be preserved by the Library of Congress, Congress in 1989 as part of its National Film Registry. Um, you a Star Wars fan, Noah? It's like, uh, like in passing. You know, or, uh, I'm familiar with it, but I'm not like a diehard. Yeah, in passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you like it. You respect it not, for what it not is. Not super diehard. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. Um, yeah. I I like I like it a lot. Have you read this? Is because it was mentioned here. Have you read Dune? Are you familiar with the with the Dune no, books? I haven't. I haven't either. And the movie comes out supposedly. Let's see if things change. Uh, subject to change feels like our world right now. But it's supposed to come out in December and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I know people who absolutely love Dune. Um, let's tie it all together because guess what? Yeah. The uh, 25th of May is also Frank Oz's birthday. Born in Hereford, England in 1944, Frank uh, Richard Oz Nanowitzk I tried. Better known as Frank Oz is an English-born American actor, puppeteer, director, and producer who was Jim Henson's closest collaborator and best friend. He's best known for performing Miss Piggy, uh, Fozzie Bear, Sam the Eagle, Animal, Marvin Suggs, George the Janitor, and others on The Muppet Show. He also did The Hands of the Swedish Chef and Bert, Grover, Cookie Monster, and others on Sesame Street. But like I said, to tie it together. He's also known for voicing Yoda in the Star Wars films, and he reprised his role as in Star Tours. The adventures continue. Star Wars Rebel, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and so on and so forth, uh, up to Rise of the Skywalker. He uh, he also was in, uh, or lent his voice to Little Shop of Horrors, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, What About Bob, In and Out, Bowfinger. So sometimes he performs as himself as well. Uh, Frank Oz is awesome and uh i i hope if you're not too familiar with his work i bet you are and you didn't know it on the 26th it is miles davis birthday i will i don't need to read much here to say that arguably the greatest jazz jazz musician of all time i say arguably because he's part of that conversation um he is uh like I don't know what's a great way to put this. He's a gateway drug for jazz enthusiasts. Like go listen to kind of blue. And then you'll be like, I think I like jazz now. If you're not already hip to jazz or you haven't seen La La Land, it was released in 1959. That kind of blue that is. It remains one of the most popular influential jazz albums of all time. Um, also, Susan Lucci loses a Daytime Emmy Award for the 14th time in 1993. The reason this is notable is because she was the most nominated person without ever winning. After 18 failed nominations, she finally won in 1999. Uh, if you have someone in your life who loves... Um, uh, what am I trying to think? Soap operas. <laughs> I guarantee they are a, a fan of or love to hate Susan Lucci. Lucci. Lucci, Lucci, Lucci. It's Lucci, right? Susan Lucci. It's one of those. Look two. at you. You don't. It's gotta be. Come on, Noah. Where are you when I need my solid soap opera name polls? Wednesday, the twenty seventh, the Chrysler Building opens to the public in nineteen thirty. The building was designated as a New York City landmark in 1978 and was added to the National Register of Historic Places and the National Historic Landmark of 1976. Have you ever been to the Chrysler Building in New York? 
I've been inside it. I don't think I've been to the top. I think it was featured pretty heavily in um, Sleepless in Seattle, but I'm not sure. Right. Uh, let's go on to Thursday, the 28th, because Rocky Three premieres. Sylvester Stallone reprised his iconic role in this cult sports drama about a former world champion boxer and his path back to the top. The movie was released in the U.S. in 1982. The film's theme, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor, topped the charts and was nominated for Best Original Song at the Oscars. A uh, couple things about this. We, we'll probably talk a little bit more about trilogies later on, but... Um, as we talked about Rocky Three, and we've talked about Star Wars, uh, did you know that I I the Tiger was not the original choice that they wanted for that song or for that movie? They originally wanted really you're the best around, you're the best around, huh. never never let. Right. But they went with I the Tiger, and then you're the best around ended up getting used in the Karate Kid. Which is why, even though it's mm -hmm. a Karate Kid Part 1, in the song, You're the Best Around, it says things like, history repeats itself. When it's like, what are you, ta what are you talking about? This movie, this isn't a sequel. This isn't like... <laughs> but it made more sense when it was used there, but it worked out for everybody. And people love those songs and the perspective wow. movies that they are in. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 29th. It might seem a little bit late, but this is the anniversary in 1942 on the 29th of May when Bing Crosby recorded the song White Christmas. It was recorded uh, during the height of World War II. Bing Crosby recorded a version of Irving, Irving Berlin's White Christmas. The track soared to the top of the Billboard charts and won an Oscar for Best Original Song for the movie Holiday Inn. This version would go on to be the world's best-selling single with an estimated sales in excess of 50 million copies worldwide. Um, I love that song. It's come out that Bing Crosby, maybe not the greatest dad of all time, but uh, man, he could sing. And uh, uh, yeah, I, maybe I, I've like, I think a couple days ago I was singing a Christmas song and I have no clue why, but also like um, the Peanuts Christmas music like randomly came on my phone and uh, not the emotion <laughs> I was ready for at that moment, but it definitely, it definitely right. happened. Uh, <laughs> definitely happened. That's all I'll say. Let's take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to dig in a little bit more into one of these topics. I think it's going to be about movie trilogies and I think you will dig it. So stay with us. Lost Capital Foods creates fermented hot sauces and mustard in small batches from as much Minnesota sourced produce as possible. Their chef and CEO accepted the challenge to create tasty condiments with low sodium content. Not only does fermentation bump up the flavor, it also packs the sauces with healthy probiotic bacteria to keep your gut happy while you enhance your quarantine cuisine. Shipping is available nationwide from Lost Capital Foods, so find Lost Capital Foods on Instagram or go for broke and visit lostcapitalfoods.com. That's L-O-S-T-C-A-P-I-T-A-L-F-O-O-D-S.com and check out their online store today. That ad that you just heard was submitted by a listener, so it's one of you guys, and if you want to help out another part of the or member of the good night gang i don't know i'm trying it out you can do that by going to lostcapitalfoods.com 
Pierview Suites is a beachside boutique hotel on the central coast in Cayucos, California. It's located halfway between San Francisco and Los Angeles along Highway 1, just below Big Sur and the famous Hearst Castle. Their all-suite hotel combines the comforts of private residences and with the amenities and services of a small resort, including ocean views, fine furnishings, private balconies, fully equipped kitchens, and daily housekeeping. Special pricing is available for any stay of 3 plus, 7 plus, or 30 plus nights when you call to book direct. As part of their continued commitment to provide an outstanding guest experience, Peerview Suites is excited to announce the first phase of their hotel's largest refresh to date. Deeply rooted in Central Coast tradition, their unpretentious yet modern new look will enhance the tone of their beachside community with laid-back surf vibes. All suites will offer guests a space that is intimate yet luxurious, local but inviting, evocative of the rich history of Cayucos but in keeping with contemporary California lifestyle. They also feature an entirely virtual front desk with auto automated check-in, self-checkout, and mobile keys delivered to your smartphone for easy access upon your arrival. To explore the hotel and reserve your stay, please visit PeerViewSuites.com and follow Peerview Suites on Instagram and Facebook for exclusive deals. Okay, we are back, and we are going to talk about the best movie trilogies of all time in honor of anniversaries this week, like Star Wars, which was originally a great trilogy and now is just a library of films, but then also Rocky III, which uh, completed at the time the trilogy of Rocky movies. Um, let's dig into to this list. This is brought to us from ScreenRant.com. Com. It was produced, they wrote this list a few years ago, so maybe it might not be the most update, but so many movies are classics that I, I bet uh, I bet it still holds up. It says, how do you define a trilogy? Is it a series of three connected stories or one big story told in three parts? I would say yes to both. What if you have a series of more than three films? Can three of them be plucked out? Nope, that wouldn't be a trilogy to me. But you could say at the time they were a trilogy when the third one came out. In this case, we're accepting all of the above for our definition of film trilogy. That's what they write here. We were not considering what we're not considering are movies that are linked only thematically. Screen Rant loves us some Coronetto trilogy, aka the films of Edgar Wright, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. But strictly speaking, speaking, Coronetto isn't a trilogy. It doesn't share any common characters, settings, or plots. But by that rationale, I haven't started this list yet. Wouldn't that mean you could consider like Quentin Tarantino movies, like three of them a trilogy because they share characters. Perhaps. Okay, here we go. Number 15, The Matrix. And I would have to agree. I bet I end up thinking it should be higher. I know that the second two, uh, the third, uh, second and third installment are not nearly as widely loved or regarded as the first one, but uh, pretty amazing. story that they created there the matrix movies took screens by storm in 1999 and redefined modern cinema overnight its sequels were another case it couldn't live up to the original and that plagued so many franchises though it's hard to pinpoint what what exactly went wrong it certainly wasn't the ideas department the wachowskis brought a truckload of fascinating new ones to the table the production design visual visual effects and overall ambition took giant leaps forward while intriguing new characters were added to an already appealing cast but something fell apart somewhere in the presentation. I would have to agree with that. But um, yeah, The Matrix mm-hmm. is still the movie I saw. I've seen the most in the theaters during its initial run. And I think I saw it seven How times. How many times? Maybe seven. 
the, the first wow. Matrix. Yeah, I loved it, man. Number 14, Iron Man. I mean, you want to talk about being part of a larger universe, literally. But uh, here they're just, they're listing that the three Iron Man movies. Are you an Iron Man fan? Do you go in for uh, like MCU or DCEU or whatever it is? Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> see every single MCU I do movie, but I uh, but I liked I really, yeah. At, at the time, you know, I, I saw all the all three Iron Man movies. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I uh, I mean, the first one really just like it set it all up. It it's it's a great payoff if you're someone that stuck through it, uh, like I have enjoyably stuck through it. It was no labor, uh, labor of love, if anything, through all the way to the end of Avengers Endgame. But it says here that uh, what can be said about the first Iron Man hasn't already been stated many times over. It launched both Marvel Studios and the connected Marvel Cinematic Universe. It jump-started Robert Downey Jr.'s career, elevating him to the highest paid actor in Hollywood. The movie benefited strongly from the catharsis of seeing Downey overcome his own history and settle into a high-profile role that was the perfect showcase for his comedic and dramatic skills. The cast created most of its own dialogue in that first movie, which added to its realism and sharp humor, while director John Favreau staged several st- st- stand-up-and-cheer action scenes that audience couldn't get enough of. And then it goes on to talk about two and three. I would say that those do drop off. Three picks up a little bit better than two. Um Two, I believe, if I'm, is it two or three that has um, Mickey Rourke in it? Is it two? I'm not sure. I can't, I feel like it's two. Somebody's yelling at me through their phone while they're trying to go to sleep, and I apologize. All right. Number 13 here is Spider Man. Um, Love Spider Man. Spider Man 2 is one of my favorite uh, comic book movies of all time. The third one is pretty forgettable, but one and two are great. Number 12, Evil Dead. It says Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. And the third one, um, it, it listed here, it said that uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell decided to make a movie. They had no idea what they were getting themselves into, but it is those are phenomenal movies. I want to move through because I know we're going to be short on time. Uh, the Before Trilogy, uh, Before Sunrise, After Sunset. I haven't seen any of these movies. Before Sunset, Neither have I. Before Midnight. I've heard nothing but great things about them, but I, I haven't Same. seen them all. Uh, number 10 is Mad Max. I have not seen all of the original Mad, like Mad Max and Mad Max Thunderdome and Road Warrior. Have you seen them? I have, but it's been a really long time. Yeah, if anything, that's what it feels like for me, too. But I loved Fury Road, and I know that that would kick this out of, uh, uh, like, you know, because I think it goes Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and then it's forever until you get Fury Road. They have to be making another another Mad Max, right? There was was Road Warrior as well. Oh, yeah, that was the uh, second one, I thought. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, I should go back and watch those. And then number nine here, they have the Three Colors trilogy. I'm going to be honest, never even heard of it. I've heard of it, but it's not something I'm super familiar with. It's like uh, blue and white and red. I don't know. Yeah. Let me If somebody likes it, let me know. Now I know about this one. Number eight, Back to the Future. I feel like this has to be way higher. Uh Back, Back to the Future 3, like, yes, it's a drop-off from 2 and 1, but it's not a drop-off into being a bad movie. It's, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's still a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Back to the Future, Rory Scovel's favorite movie. 
Um, number seven, Captain America. Okay. Great. Yes, I like those as well. I love all the stuff with Bucky and Winter Soldier. And I, I think that... But it, to me, like towards the end of Captain America, it was really just being part of the larger story. A little bit of that into Iron Man 3, but really uh, by the time you're like rolling in through Captain America. Um, like one of the Captain Americas... Isn't Captain America like a S Civil War basically felt like an Avengers movie? It did, yeah. It was starting to get into that era where everything was... Not that it wasn't great. I'm together. just saying, like, I would put Back to the Future ahead of that. Indiana Jones. Now, they're obviously not calling the fourth one here. That's fine. Uh, we talked about the Indiana Jones recently. I would go that, yes, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, and... Um, Last Crusade, Last Crusade are great. Now, do you know that that listing them in order of release is not listing them in order of timeline? Temple right. of Doom is right. a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. I learned that a couple of years ago, and I'm still shook by it. Uh, <laughs> love those movies. Number five, the Dark Knight trilogy. So much great Chicago footage in these movies, and I really enjoyed these. I, th I felt like the third one was a little too many set pieces, like too much going on, which tends to happen in comic book movies. It does. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting to me that the first movie always is, not always, but traditionally is like the hero, two storylines for the hero, one villain. And then, and it's great. These tend to always be great. And sometimes even the second movie can do that too, only with more rarity. But by the time you almost always get to the third, you have four or five storylines, it feels like, and two or three villains. And my question is, why do that? Like, why not just do a new villain, one good story, and then whatever your other story seems to also be for the for the uh, for the superhero? All right, number four. Yeah. I can't believe this is number four. I mean, I guess number three, the three is really bringing down its average, but The Godfather, although I knew it was supposed to be bad, so I didn't hate it when I watched The Godfather Part 3. But one and two are so good, I'm amazed this is not in the top three. Um, yeah. Number three, Toy Story. I'm sorry, this isn't in the top two, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Love the Toy Story movies. I have not seen the most recent one. Have you? Neither have I, no. We should, Noah. We should watch yeah. it. We should yeah. try to watch it. Uh, in the next two weeks, we should try. Okay. I don't say we I'll have make an to, effort. but we should. And if one of us thinks about it, we should text the other person and be like, "You watch? To we don't have to watch it together, but just be mm -hmm. like, you watch Toy Story 4 yet? Like, just if it pops in our head, like, oh, yeah, we were going to watch that. Okay. They're saying here, four, five, and six of Star Wars is number two. I don't know yet. What, what am I not thinking of? If you've got Toy Story, Back to the Future, The Godfather, and Star Wars out of the way, I imagine it's going to be a, a series of movies that I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously. But I haven't looked at this list yet. So I have no yeah. idea what could be number one. Well, I saw, I mean, at the top of the screen, they had a little image from Lord of the Rings. So I feel like it oh, must it's probably be that. Yeah, it must be that. I, I would put that after Toy Story. I would go. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. You're right. That I, is pretty I don't amazing. Know. I love, I mean, I'm not like, okay, I, I'm not be, an expert in that stuff. That but. would probably be my number three. I think right. I would go Star Wars. I haven't even looked to see if it's number one, but I'm sure you're right. I would go Star Wars, Godfather, Lord of the Rings. And I wouldn't be mad if somebody said to me those would be in any other order right. for them. 
I mean, for me, if I'm going to sit down and watch like a trilogy and want to be, you know, taken to like another world and just yeah. like, I, I feel like Lord of the Rings is the one that's like really going to, I don't know. I, I, I really like Lord of the Rings, yeah, I love but I'm not like a diehard Tolkien uh, junkie who knows about all the backstories. But let me ask you this, because stuff. this trilogy wasn't even mentioned on this list. Are you diehard about diehard? Ooh, um, you know, I've seen, I haven't seen all the diehards. I like the, f- the first one is just like a classic, classic movie, but I haven't really, I, maybe r- I've seen one or two more, but like, I can't, there's a riddle, I can't place them. There's a riddle in Die Hard 3 that I found to be so cool. I've never forgotten it since I watched the movie one time. Do you want me to tell you the riddle? And then sure. you can try and figure it out at some other time. You could text me on I, that too. Do you already know I, the my, riddle? My, my original, my first guess before hearing it is the doctor was a woman. <laughs> no. That's what my guess is. You, okay. I'm giving you a, th- a three-gallon bucket and a five-gallon bucket. You have unlimited amounts of water, but I need you with only those buckets to create exactly four gallons. Like, f- give me, you can only give me, you can have give me exactly four gallons in one bucket. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you know how to do it? Um, you don't have to I figure it out say, right now unless you okay, already know the riddle. I, I don't I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm gonna think I'm okay. gonna think about okay. it. Okay, how do you make exactly four gallons with a three gallon bucket and a five gallon bucket? To get to right. exactly four gallons. Uh back to the list. We'll just wrap this up here. So yeah, number two, Star Wars, four, five, and six are phenomenal. I love those movies. And uh, number one, Lord of the Rings. It I guess that top four is all a good argument. Um, but the the Lord of the Rings is, you want to talk about living up to the hype. I mean, you're talking decades of people wanting these movies to get made. I know there was some of them done like in some really fun, uh, endearing, like 1970s. I think The Hobbit was animated, but uh, they are just absolutely epic and phenomenal. Um, and I, I can't fault anybody for saying that they're number one. I, it, to me, it's uh, more of a personal thing, but if he's like, oh, it's number two, it wouldn't change how, how wonderful I think the movie is. All right, those are the list of what Screen Rant thinks are the 15 great t- greatest trilogies of all time. Let me know what you think. Always hit me up, and I hope I see you guys this Friday for the Sean Harrington show uh, called Comedy for the Assist, Raising Money for Sean Harrington. Let me say goodnight to you, as I always do, by letting you know that tonight's episode of The Goodnight Show was produced by Noah Eberhart. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Ben Zyper and Lisa Rubin. The theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard, and the artwork was created by C.M. Dugan. You can check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash thegoodnightshow. There you can sign up for the Goodnight Show Weekend Edition, as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics. Plus, you can get a super cut of this entire week's worth of shows, as well as access to the entire back catalog of the Hindsight Podcast. There are three Patreon tiers available, and the most comprehensive option is less than $10 a month. The Goodnight Show is not part of any network, so all proceeds go directly to the costs and people that keep this show on the air. Your support matters and is greatly appreciated. One way to support is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone about the show. Thank you again for listening. I'm Daniel Van Kirk, and remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Good night. Good night.